Welcome back to Round Guy Radio, and we're on with the Fort Madison coach, Derek Doherty. Welcome back to the program, coach. Hey, thanks for having me again. Well, you're on the show about more than me anymore. Uh, let's, uh, you, you, you had three uh, really hard-fought wins, and maybe last uh, Friday night was the hardest-fought win. Tell, tell everybody who you played, where it was, and what the score was. Yeah, wild game. Um, so we, we played Fairfield at Fairfield. Um, and we, uh, we came away with a 16, 13 victory. We led for about 20 seconds of the game and that was it. So, um, you know, we waited till the very end, but we, we pulled it out. Well, uh, let, let us just a little synopsis of the game, just kind of a, a preview of what happened or review. Yeah. So, um, they, they scored in the, the first quarter. They drove down on their first, uh, First drive, uh, we had them at fourth down, and, and they ran a fake, and, and uh, we didn't cover it very well. So uh, lessons learned. They uh, ended up moving the chains and, and scoring off of that. So, um, you know, that, that was most of the first quarter. Uh, it was a long drive by them. And then uh, we ended up responding uh, in the second quarter. So we, we drove down and scored. Uh, and that, that was 7-7 seven, seven at half. So, um came back out, we got the ball and, and kind of stumbled around a little bit. They scored um, and we blocked the, the PAT. And so uh, down 13-7, we came down, scored, and uh, we missed the PAT. So it was 13-13. Um, and then in the fourth, uh, kind of back and forth action, but uh, you know, we, we got the ball back and, and we drove it down. Um, and, we rolled the dice a little bit. So it was uh, fourth and, and goal on, on, I believe, like the one or two. And um, we, we sent our, our field goal unit out. We ended up calling timeout and, and um, decided to roll the dice. And, and uh, we snapped the ball, trying to punch it in, and, and it went right through our quarterback's hands. And, and we, we recovered, but it was a turnover on downs. Very next snap on, on their part, uh, a fumble. And uh, we re- recovered um and we bled the clock down to about like i said 20 20 some seconds left and uh, we kicked a a field goal um and then uh that gave they gave them the ball back with with short time and our defense went into prevent and uh, did a great job there well uh, i watched the game and it was uh uh I, i guess i would describe it as tough sledding you know uh but uh i did enjoy watching them the coverage that you guys had on the YouTube uh, was able to get that up. Uh, just not a lot of offense on either side. It was a lot of, uh, you know, just short yardage and uh, a lot of three yards in a cloud of dust and that kind of, that kind of stuff. Well, what, what, what's the secret to, to grinding out a win like that when it's just, you know, it's just a slug fest and it's really hard to move the ball and the defenses are very dominating. Yeah, you're right. It was. Uh, and we, we run a spread offense. So um, us kind of chugging along like that is, it, you know, it, it is tough. And, and um, you know, we, we did some fast green stuff, get our guys out in space. And that's actually where our two touchdowns came from. Nathaniel Swigert uh, did a great job of, of catching some now screens and, and making guys miss and getting into to pay dirt. So uh, he did that twice. Our running back, Teague Smith, uh, 81 yards on the night, and they were 81 tough yards. I mean, and credit to the the Fairfield defense; those guys were playing with their hair on fire, and 
they were they were posing some problems for us. They're they're physical front and um, you know it was, it was back and forth. So as far as the the secret, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, credit goes to our kids. Our kids are are finding ways, and we're really excited about that because we feel that in the past. Uh, old Fort Madison would have found ways to lose games. Instead, our kids are finding ways to win games, and that excites us as a staff. And and speaking of the staff, I mean, my my staff is is amazing. They did a great job making adjustments uh, throughout the game at halftime. Just the conversations that those guys are having and and what we're coming up with is uh, is is great. So I'm I'm really proud of of our whole team. Well, uh, this is another example of a special team to win, basically. You know, I mean, you, you came in and kicked that field goal. Uh, t- talk about the special teams and how they, they've contributed to this win and, and, and pretty much all season long. Yeah, it was um, – so on, on the missed PAT, I, it, it came off of his foot weird. I, I have no idea. We still haven't talked about it because Leif, uh, he's, a, he's a three-way player, so he's on specials. He plays. He starts as a uh, receiver and starts as a corner for us. And we missed the the PAT. We had to go right back out there against a, a, a dangerous, uh, you know, offense, especially with a guy like Max Wheaton. And so my conversation with Leif was real short. Hey, flush it. Who cares? Like it's it's over. And he responded to that really well. I you know credit to him for being just a a really savvy competitor. He's been in enough competitive situations that he knows that hey things are going to go bad you can't dwell on it because then things are just going to get worse. So he flushed it, um, went back out and played, played defense, played really, really well and, and um, ended up draining the game winner. So that shows his confidence and, and, you know, that's credit to the body of work that he puts in and, and that whole team. I mean, it's a, it's a unit for sure. We have the snap that has to go well. We have, we have the hold that has to go well and the guys up front, not letting guys come through because, um, as you know, with 20 seconds left on the clock for the game winner, those guys are bringing a little extra juice trying to get there and get to it. Uh, we held them off. And there's a lot of pressure. You know what I mean? There's yeah. a lot of pressure to kick it then. You know what I mean? Not not near as much pressure as in the third quarter or anything. But I mean, that's that's pressure. And uh, right. And yeah. And I think the, the the unique thing about him is, you know, he's not just a kicker. So um, probably a little less pressure I, I guess I don't know I'm not a kicker so I've never been in that situation but if that's the job that you do compared to somebody like Leif where really he's got three jobs that he does so uh, we do spend a lot of time on special teams and it's very important to us but uh, like I said for him to just go out there and, and have the confidence that he does um, is credit to him and the body of work that he puts in well just one just one time a guy uh misses an assignment on block coverage or misses an assignment on special teams or doesn't make a tackle or something. And you lose that game, you know? Oh yeah, you know, absolutely. I mean, just, just, you know, just, just stop the other team from scoring on special teams. It's, it's a big, big help. Uh, and it create, you know, cause those things really create momentum against you when the other team takes it all the way to the house on you. Uh, absolutely. Well, normally I, 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 I go offense to defense, but in this game, I'm going to start with the defense because uh, if it wasn't for your defense, you wouldn't want any of these games. I mean, you, you've had all three grinding out real hard-fought wins, uh, probably three of the hardest-fought wins uh, of any team in the state. You know, some teams have had some hard-fought wins and some easy wins, you know, or some kind of combination of that, but you've had three 
three teams that really came and brought it in and brought everything they, they could against you and came up a little short. So, right, uh, yeah. Uh, let's talk about that defense and, and, and who these leaders have been and, and how they've, they've made those key plays to keep you in the games. Yeah, so – um, yeah, it was it was a very physical game, um, and, and I think that uh, our guys were excited about that. I, their guys were excited about that. I think we're kind of wired the same way there. Um, our defensive three, our front three, those guys were were battling all night, and you know maybe not statistically showing huge numbers, but systematically allowing our defense to do what it does. So. Um, you know, like guys like Ike Thatcher, he he made some uh, disruptions. I think he had a, a sack, tackle for loss. Um, Corey Arnett, I mean, this kid was – he wasn't feeling very well, but uh, he came out and played probably one of his better games at nose. Um, he had a, a couple tackles for loss, a couple sacks, um, was just real physical in the middle and, and doing a great job. And like I said, just – pure guts by him as a sophomore to to not only do a, a tough job but do it when you're not feeling well um credit to him and, and so we were really proud of him for that segoviano did did what he's been doing he just flies around plays with his hair on fire and and has come a long ways um so we were it's it's a lot of fun to watch film on him the next day and and see you know what uh what he he brought Teague Smith just solid man just always in the right spot the right time doing great things um and then kind of a silent killer I mean he's a kid that doesn't get his name brought out a lot but uh when you watch film you're like oh my god this guy Daniel Sokolik uh he had offensively and defensively one heck of a game he ended up recovering the fumble for us um and and he's just He's always in the mix, and, and, I, uh, and his name doesn't get brought up enough, and, and that's a shame because he's one heck of a ball player. Uh, and then we did have a big interception. Henry Wiseman had a tough job. Uh, we, we ended up putting him on Max Wheaton, um, which is a tough job for anybody in the state, and Henry uh, accepted it. He's a competitor, and he did a great job. You know, Early on, Max was hurting us. We weren't getting jams on him like we should have. So he was free, free releasing. Um, and it made Henry's job even tougher, but he was right there. He made some really nice open field tackles on him. Uh, he was in phase with them. He, you know, he wasn't getting burnt over the top or anything. And him just being the competitor that he, he is, he was frustrated. And, you know, we had to, we had to calm him down a little bit and let him know, Hey, you're doing a great job. I mean, it's a, it's a tough job. That's why we put you there. And he ends up coming up with a, a big interception, you know, down, down in their end zone. Uh, pretty much. So uh, they were driving to score and, and they looked for Wheaton and he jumped it and he did a great job. So uh, defense played lights out. Coach Crooks and Coach Colin and Coach Smith and Coach Boyer. Those guys were, were wizards, man, working up some schemes and adjustments and uh, yeah, great night defensively. Well, I, I'm not sure Fairfield's doing enough to get the ball to Max Wheaton or create situations where he is uh able to utilize his, uh, his talent, you know, because, uh, they're coming up short a couple weeks in a row. And, uh, you know, I mean, Waco gets the ball, uh, all the time to Simeon Reichenbach, you know, uh, Winfield Mount Union gets the ball in the hands of Cam Buffington. Why, why aren't, uh, why aren't they getting the ball, uh, into the, into the hands of Max Wheaton to where he can 
you know, use his abilities to, to put points on the board. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that they use him and they use him very well. And they have some other, you know, skill guys. Um, you know, they, they completed some passes to some other guys to move the chains in, in big situations. Um, I'd like to think in our game that, you know, our, our coverage and, and our uh, adjustments started to to work a little bit. Um, you know, obviously he's a special player and we, we had a, a, a special target on him and, and uh, he was a big focus of our week. Um, and he's going to be a big focus of, of everybody who plays them week. You know, I mean, he is a, a special, talented kid. Um, but I think some of it, too, was they, they wanted to target him. Our defensive front started getting pressure on the quarterback. Once we got pressure on the quarterback and making him run, you know, it, it's a little bit harder to to get the ball to him. So uh, that, that quarterback is – he's a really talented quarterback. To be quite honest, I told Coach Wheaton on the phone – we knew that he was good. Uh, he, he's he's better than we thought. Um, he made some nice plays, and he does a great job of avoiding pressure. Uh, but we had him running, and it, as as anybody who's ever played the position knows, when you're scrambling and scrambling, it's it's hard to make those plays sometimes. So um, getting pressure on the quarterback and and you know pressing on on Max a little bit, I think um, got the job done. Well. Uh... Let's go over the offense. You know, you put 16 points on the board. Who did move the ball? How did the quarterback, uh, the quarterback perform? How the running backs perform? The wide receivers? What, the blocking? How how the offense handle this game? And, and uh, get, get enough done to get you on top. Yeah, um, I'm going to start with the offensive line because I've, I've said it time and time again, the, the group that gets the least amount of love but deserves the most. Um, they did a fantastic job. We got to a point in the game where Fairfield was just pinning their ears back and bringing it. Um, and, you know, our guys had to make adjustments. They had to dig down deep and, and we got gouged a few times, but they, they found a way to, to, like I said, dig deep and, and get a, a job done. We leaned on that defensive line, leaned on them, leaned on them. And, uh, you know, I think we made them leave every last bit of gas uh, burnt because they were exhausted. And, you know, our guys were exhausted, too. It was just a good, hard-fought battle up front. Um, so really proud of our offensive line. Shout-out to Coach Weicker. Um, that guy, he, he's, he's the best. Um, we, we really appreciate him. So uh, he had our guys ready to go, and he was making great adjustments with them. Uh, Quarterback-wise, Aiden Boyer, he had a good night. He went 15 for 20. Um, he threw for, like, close to 160 yards. Two touchdowns, like I said, we were really utilizing our, our fast screen stuff. Uh, they weren't going to let us get over the top of them, um, you know, because we we do have the ability to take the top off. Um, I know we're kind of known for a screen team, and that's fine, but uh, we have athletes that can get over the top and, and make big plays. And we got guys like Henry Wiseman, I think they were pretty nervous about, um, so they weren't going to let him take the top off. Um so Boyer, Boyer did a great job. He did what he does and, and made some great reads and got the ball to the, the playmakers, which our, our main playmaker of the night offensively was Nathaniel Swigert. Um, he had our two touchdowns, did a great job, like I said, of, of you know, one catching, catching the ball and then making guys miss and, and having a thirst for the end zone. So it was a really big, exciting night for him. Um, kind of came to football late for us and, and – He's turned into one heck of a football player, and he had a great night on a, an important night. You know, that's a that's a big game. That's a good football team, and um, we're going to see tons of good football teams the rest of the way. So 
hopefully that builds his confidence because he's one heck of a player, like I said. Uh, Teague Smith, I uh, already talked about him, 81 just workman-like yards. He, he was um, not going down on first contact. He was, he was getting the extra hard yards, and, and he just um, he chugged away. And, and uh, I think he was averaging like three and a half yards per carry. Uh, and, again, just workman-like. So awesome job by him. Kane Williams had a really nice catch. Uh, one catch on the night, which, um, you know, sometimes that happens. He's a great playmaker and he ends up turning a, a little five yard hitch into a, I believe like a 15 yard gain. So it's a third down, a big third down for us. We get the ball to a guy, a possession receiver that, that we feel hundred percent confident in. And not only does he get us the first down, but he gets us extra yards, which then turns the momentum and, and our guys were fired up about that. So uh, a senior that's given us the, the juice by his play. We appreciate the heck out of that. Well, you have, uh, like I say, you, you've gone up, up against some pretty tough defenses, and you have a pretty tough defense. And I, I about have to say that Fairfield uh, about matched you on the defensive side of the ball. It was really tough sledding. Uh, tell me about some of Fairfield's players that are uh, that are of note and that you think that it's going to help them down the road or – or at least ones that performed well in this game. Yeah, I mean, so, uh, again, starting off with, with Max Wheaton, um, and that's – when we start with him, that's not discrediting any other players. I mean, he, he's just uh, – he, he's, a, he's a dude, man, uh, and he's been at this for a long time. He does the right things. We see him at a ton of camps. Um, so we feel like we're doing the right things by going to these camps, and then you run into guys like that and you see them. So you know – uh, not only is he a big body, but he's he's doing the right things and getting to the right places. Um, spends his summers just working on his craft, and and he is a lot to deal with. I mean, he runs really crisp routes, um, and you know it's got to be a, a thing of confidence when you can uh, be Tate Allen and, and put that ball up in the air and know that you got a a guy like him that can go up and get it because. He's, he's tall, he's athletic, and, and he can get up and, and uh, skyscrape over you. So uh, speaking to Tate Allen, like I said earlier, he's he's a really good quarterback. He um, is all we thought he was going to be and more. Uh, he runs the ball real well. I think he does a great job of directing their offense. Um, he made some really nice plays. Uh, and plays are going to happen, and like I said, we – we're kind of a bend don't break defense and, and we did a great job of that, but they were bending us a few times. So uh, credit to, to Tate Allen, I would say up front and, and I apologize. I don't really know their names, but up front they, they had some guys that were, were getting good pushes on us early on and we were playing on roller skates. So they came out fired up, ready to go. I, I think that's a really good offensive line. Um, you know, they've, they've been running the ball really, really well, and they've, they've got their two backs, um, I think, two and 24 of their numbers. Those guys, they run the ball extremely hard. They, they remind me a lot of, of Teague. Um, all the yards that they were getting were workman yards. I mean, our guys were popping them, and, and uh, they, they had a, a, a good night, you know, running the ball. So um, you're right. It was an even match. It was a, a fun game now that it's all said and done, and, and – uh, it worked out for us. Um, but I, I do believe that that was two evenly matched football teams. And, and those, those are, those are what Friday nights are supposed to be like. That was a fun, fun night. And um, 
it, it sucks that somebody has to come away with a loss on a, a just a tough game like that. Well, I bet it was a I bet it was a sweet uh, ride home, and I bet you guys felt really great about getting that win in the books. But you got a, another tough matchup this week with the Washington Demons. Now, where is that game? Home or away? It's going to be at home this year. Well, that'll help a little bit, I think. Uh, uh, I'm sure you're you're. I'm sure that's going to be a packed house. That's not a a, a a terrible drive for the Washington folks to come down, and I know. Uh, they're all excited about their team. They faced a pretty tough team and, and got beat for the first time last week. Uh, but uh, uh, who do they got that's going to give you some trouble, or that you you who's their Max Wheatons and and uh, Tate Allens and and offensive line members that are really going to give you trouble? Yeah, I mean Washington is is historically good for as long as I can remember. So going back to the Coach Schrader days, and I'm sure beyond, but you know Schrader was their coach when when I was playing and. Um, phenomenal coach there. So uh, they've, they've gone through a couple coaches uh, since my time playing, but all of them have, have just jumped in and done great things from Garrison Carter, um, you know, to, to coach Harrison Harris. Um, and now uh, they got another great coach. So, and that staff stayed together. So coach Eric steps in, but as far as OCDC and a lot of their position coaches, it hasn't changed. So the consistency has helped them. Uh, be who they are and they've got another great team this year so I think that the 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 team runs through Ethan Patterson he's their quarterback uh really good athlete um you know we we saw him last year and he's uh like I said a good athlete so at the quarterback position they throw the ball when they need to they're they're not uh big at throwing the ball but he's fully capable um I, I think he's uh you know he's got like around 150 yards or so on, on the year throwing, but uh, they really, they, they can run him, um, but they've got a running back uh, uh, number 20. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure of his name, but uh, he's a, he's a, a, a lot to deal with. He runs the ball real hard and um, that's credit to their, their offensive line, not just him, but their offensive line. They've always been sound up front. I don't know where the heck they keep finding these, these, these dudes at, but you know, they, they're big up front year after year and, and they're, they're really sound. So uh, we're going to, we're going to have to put our, our, our best against their best and, and we're going to have to get after it. And I think our guys are excited for that challenge. Um, we beat them for the first time in, in 18 years last year. So um, them with that taste in their mouth and then coming off of a, you know, a, a loss against Clear Creek, uh, they're going to want to get that taste out of their mouth for yeah, sure. So they're going to bring it like they always do, and we're going to have to we're going to have to be ready to 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 punch back. Well, last year uh, their defense was excellent, and their offense uh, struggled to put points on the board. This year their defense is as good or better, and uh, they are putting points on the board. So this is a marquee matchup. This is one of the, uh, the best matchups in the state, I would imagine. Uh, it's one that uh, here at Round Guy Radio, we're definitely going to keep our eye on, especially with your excellent coverage. And that's what I'm going to ask uh, you to share with our listeners. How, how can we follow the Fort Madison uh, football team through YouTube, through radio, through streaming, through social media? What are the opportunities to catch this game with Washington? What time does it start? Yeah, again, extremely blessed to have the coverage and the support that we do. So, uh, Bloodhound Activities on YouTube is uh, the best way to stream it. I know Radio Keokuk, they do a radio broadcast and they've streamed games in the past. Uh, so RadioKeokuk.com. Um, 
those are probably the two best ways and, and we'll be posting it out uh all week uh for the opportunities to watch but uh you know if you're you're available we hope that you, you join us at jim you will feel yeah you got a great ballpark down there you got your fans all fired up i know the community is over the moon about this three and oh start that you've got and I'm sure it'll be a, a, a great one uh, to see. And I'm sure the stands will be filled. And I'm sure there'll be plenty of Demons fans there to 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 make it even more of an electric atmosphere. But uh, is there anything we didn't get to talk about that you wanted to talk about? Nope. Just uh, super thankful for you having me on. And and uh, you know, we're we're excited for this this big week. It's going to be a, a tough ball game against a, a really tough team. So uh, we're excited to get after it. Well, we're excited here at Round Guy Radio because we have some breaking news that we're going to break right here uh, for the first time ever. Our listenership is blazing through the roof. And uh, last night uh, I went to bed. We were about 30 away from uh, uh, 9,000. And I woke up this morning and we blew past it. I mean, uh, so we've got 9,000 listeners. The whole goal ever since we started the podcast was to get to 10,000 because that's kind of where you pick up the corporate sponsors and things like that that help you. Uh, but, uh, we hit, we hit 9,000. We're almost at 9,100 this morning. I mean, it was, uh, you know, I think after that Hawkeye, uh, cyclone, whatever that was, they played yesterday, uh, uh, a disappointment. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, I, I, I tell you what, I've never been happier to watch uh, high school football and, and to, I've never been in a more indifferent place about college football. You know, uh, I hate to say this, but the Iowa Hawkeyes are, are just unwatchable. And, and they've been unwatchable for a long time. And uh, believe it or not, you know, I might have been watching a rerun of uh, Fort Madison Fairfield or uh, Burlington's game or, or you know, one of the games that I, I, I saw on YouTube because uh, that's where all the excitement is. That's where all the action is. That's where, where so much support is. And uh, if you want a Hawkeyes podcast, there's about a 1,000 of them. You know, if you want an NFL podcast, there's about 100,000 of them, you know. But if you want to catch up on football in Southeast Iowa and, and if you want the small towns and the cornfields and all that, Round Guy Radio is your best bet, wouldn't you think? I agree 100%. And, and congratulations to you guys. That's fantastic. And uh, all of your hard work's paying off. you got to love seeing it. So uh, congratulations to you guys. Well, it's, uh, it's a little more hard work than people think. You know, I mean, it's like I did seven interviews yesterday. You know, and and to get them and edit them and then get the pictures matched up with them and then get them promoted out on social media, it just takes a little time, you know. Uh, and then you got to have that that guess, you know, like you that come on that that have a following and have an audience, you know. That's uh, because that that's where we get our audience. We get them one at a time, you know. We're over five hundred episodes now, and uh, uh, appreciate you, Coach, for being on. You you always get us great ratings and. Uh, you're probably responsible for about 7,000 of that 9,000, I'm guessing. But I might be leaning a little heavy on you there, but uh, <laughs> all you coaches together, I'm sure are 7,000 of the 9,000. So thanks for being with us. Good luck next Thank week. And uh, hopefully we'll have you on again. Hey, thanks for having me. Roll hounds. All right. Bloodhounds football with coach Derek Doherty. Uh, anyway, I do want to mention a couple sponsors. Uh, we've been kind of focusing on some on three this week. Uh, if you need a trailer, talk to Henshaw Trailers in Richland, Iowa. He, well, last year was the uh, trailer salesman of the year in the United States. He weathered the uh, COVID better than anybody else. He's really starting to get a good inventory of uh, trailers again. So he'd be a great 
person. If you're, you know, ag related or whatever your need for a trailer is, uh, there's a, a, a new company called Elsie's Kitchen.net. They just got their, uh, their uh, website up. They do all the dry ingredients. It's, they're already mixed up. Everything's cheap. Everything's under $5. The average price is $3. If you want dips, if you want soups, if you want things for handballs and stuff, just get on Elsie.net and check that out. And then uh, John Bain of Whalen, Iowa wrote a book. We want us to be supportive of anybody that does anything in Southeast Iowa. And if you want to, if you're going to read a book, you might as well read one from an author from Southeast Iowa. John Baden wrote a book uh, about a family crisis that they had uh, called uh, Christie's Journey. The beat goes on. Uh, you can get that at, uh, uh, you can get that on the square at Village Books in Washington or anywhere books are sold or there's a Facebook page. Christie's Journey beat goes on. You can order us uh, uh, an autograph copy there. Thanks for being with us, coach. Thank you very much.